This episode is sponsored by Origami Risk, an award-winning adaptable cloud-based platform that can help you and your business manage all aspects of resilience, such as risk, safety, insurance, and even the management of business continuity and disaster recovery plans. Because Origami's single platform connects all of these functions, it provides a unified view of risk leading you to better decision making thus better business resilience to help you boost your business's resilience origami risk has put together a collection of free ebooks and videos exclusively for the resilience pod family to get access visit origamirisk.com forward slash resilience Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Resilience Pod, the podcast helping you become resilient in our world full of disruptions. You're here with me, your host, Rina Singh. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Now, today's episode is all about how to raise the bar in the resilience industry with my next guest, who brings with him over 22 years of experience in the industry across multiple strategic roles, such as IT, disaster recovery, continuity, resilience. Within this spectrum, he has also worked in a vast variety of industries like engineering, manufacturing, IT, publishing, financial services. Oh my goodness. He's worked for large organizations and groups in India with lots of global brands and is currently the functional head of a large global IT organization and group. And who better to collect all of his information for us to help us raise the bar in resilience. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming our very next guest, Harsa Sastri from India. Welcome. Thank you, Rina. How Thank are you, you doing? Welcome Absolutely to the pod. Fine. Very nice. It's very nice to see and meet you today on the Resilience Pod. Thank you for uh, inviting me for this uh, session today with you. And uh, I would probably uh, attempt to give my best uh, for uh, you know enabling you to uh, share um, various aspects of resilience with with the large audience that we have. Perfect. Welcome. Now, I alluded to earlier at the start of this episode that the topic is how to raise the bar in resilience. Before we get into like how to do that, Harsha, my first question to you is, well, what does that actually mean? What does raising the bar in resilience mean? Okay, uh, very nice question, Rina. Uh, you know, this is a very good question to set the context. Yeah. So uh, let me set the context uh, using um, using the journey that we have had. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it starts even before Y2K, uh, when everybody was uh, uh, was uh, you know changing their code lines and changing uh, various elements to see that the Y2K uh, does not uh, hit the applications uh, and the applications continue to work uh, across uh, the year change or the century change. Uh, we also had firmwares and various other hardware equipment also getting changed. So uh, basically uh, from that time onwards, uh, we have had resilience and its journey being uh, constructed in the form of contingency plans being written, documented and so on and so forth. Uh, the journey has been uh, to add controls, like for example, just to give you a small example, backups. Initially, we just took backups on a floppy disk or, or a tape drive and, and kept it with us. Then we thought, oh, we should ship it across uh, to another offsite. So that, that's the way we started making controls getting added. 
new and new standards started coming inside right from British standards to ISO. And we started implementing those controls and we mm. started bringing them inside. So that was the first way in which risks started getting identified and started getting mitigated. The second thing that we started doing is we also started increasing the number of tests. The testing was restricted to an OEP, that is an occupant's emergency plan, which was only evacuation of the building. Then it started testing hardware, it started testing vendors, started testing software, started testing backups and so on and so forth. So that journey started there. The third thing that started happening was, you know, applications started getting developed to keep records of everything that was being done from a testing point of view, from a plan point of view, from a documentation point of view. So client server, as well as web applications started getting developed. So these were the three things that happened right from the time pre-Y2K, post-Y2K, and we also had WTC on 9-11 happening, which actually brought the world inside the whole, uh, inside the whole camp. Now, we also had many other uh, pandemics that came in, but mm. uh, we had Corona who brought in a very big change for all of us. Mm -hmm. And today, when we are talking about resilience, it is catered to four aspects. The first aspect is related to business management. The second aspect is related to people. The third one is to technology. And the fourth one is related to global markets and elements around it. So this is what is the context that I like to set so yeah. that, you know, we are able to talk more on detail on it. Yeah. And I guess like raising the bar then is like, actually looking back at all these things that we've been preparing for and then actually looking at those key areas that you said and then being better right absolutely and, yeah and so, that's really so interesting here are some, here are some yeah. things that i like to say yeah uh, you know when you talk about the business and the fundamentals basically yeah. it is all surrounding around the goal the vision the strategic intent then understanding the mission and the decisions and the direction that need to be constructed for an organization. Without understanding the strategic intent and the strategic goal that an organization is going towards or the mission, it is impossible to have a continuity plan developed, tested and yeah. maintained to survive, sustain, at the same time be resilient. So yeah. this is the first and foremost very important thing that all of us have to understand. Knowing the business, knowing the direction, knowing the vision and the goal is the most important thing. Yeah. Unless and, all of yeah. us don't know it, we won't be able to do it. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, one key aspect, uh, folks, if you're tuned in, is that's the first thing we should start off when we're looking at how to raise the bar is looking at that business fundamentals. Now, Harsh has mentioned that there's four key areas to this. So he's gonna, you're gonna talk us through number two, right? So what is number two um, that we need to look at? Okay, the second one is about people and their wellness. Okay. The first one was the goal and understanding the business and the organization. Yeah. The second one is about the people and the leadership. Now, it becomes very important that leaders have to understand that when we are talking about organizational resilience or operational resilience or any part of this aspect, it is important to identify who's the expert. Mm. We also need to have the initiative running, not only from top down, 
but also from bottom up because that synergy is the most important synergy that has to be there in the organization because only then will we be able to have the entire thing uh, brought out in the form of a resilient aspect of an organization. Mm. The third thing is about giving support and collaboration. Mm. Unless and until you don't have support and you don't have collaboration between teams, between organizations, between various parties who are stakeholders as well as relevant um, interested parties, it will be absolutely very important, impossible for us uh, for getting resilience. So people care, people wellness, mental health are all the very, very important things that have come up as the aspects, right. at least post-COVID. Of course, it was always there on the minds of people, but it has got reamplified as the most important thing from the people and um, engagement point. Yeah, really interesting there because people and wellness is really important. And we've seen that what it can do a lot and I and one thing that I'd like to mention is that leadership comes into it too when we're talking about the people element of it because if our leaders aren't on board with this then you can't raise the bar in resilience can you so that's really important as well absolutely it's very yeah. very important okay so moving on to the next area then what else should we be looking for well uh the third thing that I like to touch upon is the technology piece. yeah so uh, when you know when you talk about technology, um, it's it's not only about systems. It's mm -hmm. not only about applications. We we have the third element also coming in, which is the data. Mm. So it's all about uh, bringing in bringing in the um, uh, the uh, capability of integrating um, intelligence along with systems, thus arising to artificial intelligence and machine learning, which mm. adds on to the value. The second piece is about early warning systems. The moment you have intelligence and you have information, you are wanting to generate some early warnings for an organization, either internally, externally, or any form. And you bring in that aspect of it. The third most important thing that happens is data is gold and data is oil. So we all compare it to gold and oil. But at the moment, unless and until you don't have data, you would not be able to experience the virtual status of an organization today because we are all online and we are all looking at things in the form of elements and data so how can you visualize something without data so unless you don't know that building a in a particular is consisting of 350 people and it consists in this way and it is constituted in this form mm. it will be a very very difficult thing for us to understand as to how we visualize the data so Data is very important and data forms a very critical part in artificial intelligence, decision-making systems, decision support systems, as well as business intelligence that we need for enabling ourselves through systems. So that is a very key element that I would like to say. I just love that, Harsha, because you said technology, but you kind of like broken it down into like what actually, why use that technology and data is something we often kind of overlook. And in for in our resilience disciplines, for example, like especially business continuity, we, we've got so much data. And then what do we do with it? How can we manipulate it? How can we actually become more resilient, raise the bar if we don't have the technology to drive that? And that is such a key point. Love it. Now, moving on from that, um, what would be the the last kind of like key area for us to look at in okay. terms of raising uh, well arena the, la the last area i would say i won't say last but i don't like to give it the uh, you know a hierarchy it's, yeah. it's a very important area and this is all about 
pretty global aspects you know? yeah so basically um, yeah we are having brexit that is that is coming in we have a disaster risk reduction that is uh, that yeah. is an element that is in presence we have um, a technology getting transformation towards uh, cloud technologies so there are security risks there are cyber cyber resilience aspects that need to be considered when uh, we have to bring in um, the elements of resilience inside we have the supply chain which um, has proved to be the most key element especially uh, during covid to make things happen or break things happen um, you know either a manufacturing element has been um, uh, uh, having a problem or you know we have had id issues also when there are been supply chain issues so fundamentally it's all about uh, bringing in uh, uh, the elements of all the global aspects that could impact an organization to be resilient to continue services to sustain survive at the same time continue and be available at all times whatever happens to the organization it has to be on the green side so that is something that is a very important element for us to understand wow so much to really consider and i i want to pause here for a second and ask those of you who are either watching us or you are listening have you paid attention to these four areas and to recap what Hersha said we had the like how to raise the bar is like looking at the business fundamentals people leadership collaboration the technology and data that drives that and our global market so are you considering these let me know let Hersha know comment down below and let us know what's going on in your world and if you're adopting these things or if you've got anything else that you want to add now Hersha it's it's not as clear cut and black and white as saying, oh, there's only four key areas, right? Because we could, there's lots of things, but for the sake of kind of helping us understand how to start raising the bar, you've said this. As a resilience professional, like now I know kind of what raising the bar means, what some of the key areas are that I need to look at. What shall I go away now and do to start analyzing if like I need to do this in my business or for my organization? Absolutely, Rina. So, uh, you know, I'll again try to connect this uh, to uh, the pre-Y2K, Y2K, 9-11, and also bring it down to today what it is. So, uh, basically, um, uh, in the past, we have been into bringing in changes by either having some scorecards, bringing in some percentile, bringing in some elements of understanding, presenting um, statistics in the form of uh, uh, numbers uh, to uh, management organizations as well as leaders and trying to give them a feel as where we are, what we are doing and how we are moving about doing, yeah. doing the action. So it, it was that 100 was not yet reached. Mm -hmm. So the number 100 was still a big number to be reached because there was a lot of journey, a lot of transformation, a lot of people moving right from zero to 100 and everybody was somewhere in between or probably a few people were nearing 100. But today, uh, you know, we have probably organizations who have reached 100 and need to think of doing something else. Now, what is that something else? So it's very important for organizations to start thinking, number one, is about changing the base from 100 to a million. So once you start changing the base from a percentile to a sigma, you start finding opportunities to do many more things because the number of defects that you start finding are many more, even though you are a very, very resilient organization. Mm. That is the first thing someone has to start thinking of bringing in the maturity curve. 
The second thing is COVID has taught us something very important as human beings. Mm -hmm. And it has taught us that we all needed to consume a few vitamins in order to be resilient and in order to be strong so that we could win the war against COVID. So what is it in us as vitamins post-COVID? So here are a few vitamins that I'd like to give you on uh, post-COVID. So I'll call these vitamins from, from the perspective of alpha, which is vitamin A, which is awareness. Okay, so A is for awareness and awareness is very important in the organization to become resilient. Kilo is for K and K is knowledge. The moment you get awareness, you will start getting knowledge, which is getting built inside an organization. P is for Papa and P stands for participation across the organization to make it resilient. It also means that you have to start adopting proactiveness inside the organization. Charlie, which is C, which means that you have to be competent, you need to have the competency, you need to be complete, and you also need to be consistent. D, which is Delta, which is discipline, 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 discipline in every aspect that you do. Mm. Tango, which is T, is talent, and it is transformation using experience. And finally, it is I for India, and that is innovation. You have to innovate every day something different in this journey of resilience to make it a complete aspect. So I call this entire gamut as a theory called next. And next is nothing but the next transformation or the next journey through experienced transformation. So that is what I like to say as what a resilient professional needs to start going and doing in his own organization or wherever he is as a professional, as a consultant or in whatever role he plays, he needs to bring these aspects inside. Even at home, you need to bring these aspects inside to be a resilient individual, resilient family, resilient organization. So that's what I like to say. Love that. Thank you so much. It's, it's quite interesting because I like how you've just said, like, don't go away first, look at the fundamentals, the people first, actually, like, look within and then look at these things first and then go and look at the key areas. Really great stuff, Harsha. Thank you so much. It's been a really interesting episode, very different in terms of the, the topic we've been looking at on how to start raising the bar. So guys, if you've watched and listened to this again, if you tuned in, like, what did you think? What are you, what are your thoughts so far? Drop me a note and, and let me know. Now, Harsha, uh, we are coming to an end of this episode. And before we sign off, do you have any uh, final thoughts for our lovely Resilience Pod family? Absolutely, Rita. So uh, here is what I like to say. I like to uh, say a few words and I like to say, share a story with you, which is very much evident for us in this episode. And it's the famous story of the lion and the gazelle. So the story of the lion and gazelle is every day morning when the lion gets up in the jungle, he looks up to the sky and says, hey, Lord, give me the strength right. to run faster than the slowest gazelle so that <laughs> I am able to have a good meal. Yeah. And the gazelle on the other side looks up to the sky and says, hey, Lord, give me the strength to run faster than the fastest lion so that I can save my life. So it's not about whether lion could have caught the gazelle or the, or the gazelle has saved its life. It's all about all of us having to run the moment we see the sun shine. 
that is the first thing that i like to say and i like to give the six r's that everyone needs to follow okay the first r is for reduce the second r is for response the third r is for recover the fourth one is for resume the fifth one is for restore and the sixth r is for return and there are two more r's which are very important without which resilience is not complete and the seventh r is rena as the host <laughs> of resilience pod and resilience pod as the eighth r which is hosting this show to make it absolutely an awareness spot for everyone to learn about resilience so that's all that i like to say and god bless you and have a great day and have a great time Oh, Harsha, fabulous. Thank you so much. And thank you for the little accolade at the, the end. We absolutely love that. This episode has been very insightful and I am for sure going to go away and have a little reassessment of whether I am raising the bar in resilience for my organization and my business. So thank you once again, Harsha, for your insights. Really, really loved it and guys if you have tuned in uh whether you're watching or listening thank you so much um don't forget to like and subscribe to the resilience pod and share across all your favorite platforms this is me your host rena singh with our guest harsha sastri saying bye for now and until next time keep on investing in your resilience thank you.